0: Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Jason Jackson. I'm the discipleship pastor at Sailorville Church. And uh, one of my great privileges is to be able to work with um, specifically our young men right now that are considering vocational full-time ministry. And uh, we've been able to do that this summer with four guys here at Sailorville as a part of our leadership development pipeline. And we just thought it'd be a sort of a fun idea just to get to know you guys and um, get a little bit of behind-the-scenes look at what the internship looks like and inform our people maybe educate our congregation a little bit to what this internship what this leadership development thing looks like and then also uh to encourage men and women that are considering ministry sort of capital m church vocational ministry in uh, some of the ideas that you guys have had and some of the things that we've um, been able to experience together this summer so uh, I'm going to introduce you guys and then I, I just want to ask you a couple questions and we'll just sort of have a conversation together and sort of pretend that the camera's not there. We're just having a good time together. Okay? We've done that once in a while, haven't we? We can do oh, never done. <clears throat> All right. Every once <laughs> in a while. <laughs> All right. So this is Joe Backey. <clears throat> Joe's going to be a senior, uh, pardon me, I've, I've just finished up his senior year of high school, going to be a freshman in college and uh, has done two internships with us. This is his second summer and uh, just really enjoyed having Joe around. Luke Baer. Luke is uh, just finished up his freshman year of college at Cedarville University, and is going back for his sophomore year, working specifically in music in in our church environment, and looking to maybe do music in the uh, in the church environment here, uh, broad spectrum in the future potentially. Isaac Miller, Isaac's going to be a senior at Saydel High School, one of our local high schools here in the area, and uh, <laughs> looking to make a difference there at Saydel as well as potentially. Uh, long-term in missions, outreach, and uh, just seeing where God's going to take you. And you guys can talk a little bit about that individually here in a little bit. And Colton, you and I are almost the same age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Right? Maybe, the math. <laughs> maybe not quite, but uh, you're a little bit older than these guys, sort of a second career kind of guy, married, and looking at uh, maybe transitioning potentially into some kind of ministry career. And have really enjoyed having Colton here, not just this summer, but last summer, and all these guys are serving uh, here at Sailorville, Colton with his wife Rachel, and these guys individually, and with their families as well. So one of the one of the real blessings in my life is being able to hang out with these guys and. Um, as a guy that's been in ministry for several years now, uh, mm-hmm. married for a lot of years, um, I I love having you guys around because you keep me fresh, you keep me young, you keep me laughing, uh, you make fun of me, <laughs> you know, I'm not so sure about we that part me, of it, but like a... yeah, well it goes both ways, you do a lot, it. it does go both ways, I give it and take it I think. Uh, we were just talking about some... You're, you're trying to teach me, like, slang for, <laughs> you know, to you know, yes. to connect with kids these days. So kids let me throw out days. some words that I've heard you guys yeah. use, and you tell me what that means. And Colton, you teach... You're going to teach 7th grade this year. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> proclaim to be an expert, but I'll try to translate for you. Yeah, you, you know need that. to pay attention <laughs> no, here as well, all right? So, Joe, when someone says that something is ratchet, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, it's kind of
1: like... Um, like ghetto almost like it's kind of like kind of thrown together like um, so you
0: use slang to describe <laughs> slang, yeah basically basically so ghetto is ratchet, ratchet's ghetto, thrown together <laughs> yeah I mean kinda yeah yeah I'd say so uh, okay, yeah. thanks for the uh, enlightening <laughs> definition there. What about, um, what about the move? Luke, you, you told oh, me one man. time that the that's move. the move, and I'm like, where, where are we moving? What's moving? I don't <laughs> What does it
2: mean to move? <laughs> the move, that's, like, that's the thing to do, man. Like, Try to make a decision, you're like, oh, that's the move. That's, that's the what move. you got to do. It's no go. question, yep.
0: just do it. That's the move. No question, just do it. Yeah. All right. Yo, That's no. the right choice. That's the move. Okay. You're teaching me. I there like that. Isaac, uh, your hair is different.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is it is, <laughs> is this
0: a thing now? The the you, perm? Yeah. You pay to have that done. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pay to have my hair
0: curled. Kind of like this thing that. It's the, move. it's the move. It's the move. Yes. It's the move. For some people. For right. some people. <clears throat> And you were talking just a second ago about uh, putting a notch in your eyebrow. Is that cool? Oh, you? yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know.
3: It depends on where you're at. Uh, it's like a. Charlie Puth has it as a natural thing. He's a guy that I should He's, a, he's, a, he's a music artist. Oh. oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well done, Charlie. Thanks ratchet? for bringing in the notch.
3: I don't know. He's, he's
0: not right. No, so you said depends on where you're at. Yeah, like where I'm ratchet. at right now as a forty one year old husband oh, dad, pastor. Do do that. Is that would that be the move for me or would that, no, be, that, would that be the move? No, I think that would be, be right. The move. Be right. No. <laughs> <laughs> you say yes, you say no. No. <laughs> All right, okay. okay. Well so I'm not gonna like... take any fashion cues or <clears> slang cues from you guys, but you have you have actually really encouraged me this summer and the rest of our staff and I think the rest of our church family. Um, You've taught me a ton, and you've been a real blessing to me, all four of you guys. And uh, it's just been a blast to work with you. But I do want to ask you some questions and just kind of see where you're at with internship and and some of the lessons that you've learned. So I'm just going to throw out some stuff here. Colton, maybe you can kick us off with this first one. But you you share a story about how you got into this internship last summer Mm -hmm. and uh, why this has been such a great thing for you. Um, Praise the Lord for that, by the way. But uh, talk to us a little bit about how God was working in your life real quick and the question that you asked Pastor Pat and how you ended up in part of this mix. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, a couple, yeah, about two years ago
4: now, um, I, as Jason said, am public school teacher. So I'm not in vocational ministry. have really no knowledge about it. And uh, after a sermon uh, about joining the ministry and stuff like that, I went up to uh, Pastor Pat. I just asked him, like, how does, like, someone do ministry? And, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like kind of a dumb question. But, no, it's a uh, great question. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I really had no idea how to even start to like pursue that and so he it's funny that right after I asked him that God had been working on my heart a little bit of like kind of pushing me towards ministry maybe thinking about joining and uh he's like well we're starting a leadership development pipeline and I was like wow that that seems pretty pretty coincidental but
0: that really worked out Yeah, so God knew, obviously, you know, let's pretend like God knows everything, which which he does, right? We've said that a couple times uh, this summer. But God knew that um, he was working in your heart in that way. He was developing this already at Sailorville and really across our Engage Network. And so when you asked Pastor Pat, the timing just seemed to really be be a great fit. It's definitely a God uh, thing for sure. Yeah and you came on for that summer and uh, and you're here again. Luke, uh, sorry Joe, what, what about you? How did you end up in this internship? This is your second summer with us but uh, what made this kind of thing something that you thought you'd enjoy or, or appeal to you?
1: Yeah I mean junior year I really started to like kind of think about where I wanted my life and what I wanted to do and obviously I want to provide for my family someday and I want to have an occupation and so I was thinking about that and God really had kind of put this desire in my heart to serve ministry. He kind of gave me this question of, if God is real and the Bible is true, why am I not doing everything in my power to spread this gospel and this good word to everyone? Mm -hmm. And um, so that really just kind of like was something that just kept going in my mind. And uh, eventually I was talking to Jason about um, doing the internship and just kind of getting an idea of what ministry looks like practically. Yeah. And kind of getting an idea of where God is calling me, what gifts He's given me, and where He kind of has me for the future. And so last summer was really a good opportunity just to see, like, the whole range of ministry and what that looks like for different people. Mm -hmm. And um, God really affirmed a lot of things in my life and kind of started leading me towards um, pursuing, like, pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. And so this summer is different because I kind of have that idea of where He's pointing me, and I can kind of, like, run towards that. And so I've had some great opportunities to do teaching and
0: shepherding and counseling and all that kind of stuff this summer, so it's been really great. I love that statement you made early on in that comment. It's something like, if God is real and the Bible is true, then I've got to do everything I can to share this message, right? Mm-hmm. That, Joe, as a, as a guy that at that point was a junior in high school, that's um, that's pretty profound, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of men and women your age that are still just trying to figure things out, and that's okay, but to be at that point where... You're saying, I, this is something to give my life to. I just think that's really, really special. So thanks for sharing that and, and actually living it out as well. So mm-hmm. Luke, some highlights from the summer. You've been leading music um, with our student ministry. You had the opportunity <clears throat> to work with Paul and, and guys like Curtis as well on yeah. stage. So give us a couple highlights from the summer. Um, yeah, i say... Probably my favorite highlight was last
2: or yesterday, last Sunday, just leading worship, being mm-hmm. the guy up there vocally, playing electric, having the full band. It was just, I just loved it so much. <laughs> you know, not not one bone in my body was like, oh man, I'm so scared. It was just like, peace of God, just the joy praise the Lord. of the Spirit. And it was, yeah, it was incredible. But also, we talked about this when we went, I tagged along with Pastor Nemers, yep. uh, going to that funeral with yeah. him and you and couple other people um, on staff, and that was, like, a total God thing. I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this is out of nowhere. I'm driving to church, getting the text. Oh, you want to come?
0: <laughs> yeah, go, go home and get and changed. changed. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to a funeral. But it was,
2: it was like, one of the coolest experiences just to be around pastor. Because I told you at the beginning of the internship, like, I don't want to be just a music guy. Hmm. Lord willing, if I work at a church one day, like, I want to know what it's like to shepherd people. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing that firsthand in a real-life situation was so good, and it was a great time just hanging out with, with Pastor and his wife and, and you, too. So
0: Talk to us a little bit about that, because there may be some people listening to this that that uh, are, are part of our church, or maybe maybe other believers at other churches, that are seeing people on stage on the weekends, like music people, perhaps, or whoever's preaching, and think, that's the... Um, that's the priority in their job. That's what they pour all their energy into is just getting music ready or something like that mm. or even just getting the message ready. But you said you don't want to be just that guy. You want to shepherd as well. Yeah. So uh, help, help us understand that. Through Monday to Saturday night, there's other stuff happening too, right? Right, yeah. I mean, whether you're like a cell
2: group leader or you just have people in your sphere that are younger than you in their faith or whatever, like I think we are called to... Um, just be be shepherding those people and be uh, interacting and fellowshipping. So if you're hired up as the music guy, like yeah, your priority should be music. That's what you're hired for. But we should still be a part of the church and not just be the face on stage, but be someone who's pouring into people's lives, you know. And mm. So I don't want to be just known as the guy who can play a song, but I want to be known as the guy who can be vulnerable with people who can teach truth to people or relate to people when they when they need me there you know and just seeing that at the funeral pat's like he probably doesn't know half the people there but he's like there for them and he's preaching the gospel and it's like wow like this is super cool yeah
0: it's cool that's really great i I love that statement Mm -hmm. being vulnerable and authentic and real and shepherding through the week actually helps you on the you know the stage ministry that you have maybe on a Sunday morning, perhaps. Yeah, Um, It's really, really great. Isaac, you've sort of been the the games guy this summer. Pastor (laughs) of games. (laughs) Pastor of games. Uh, You know, Luke's (laughs) talking about leading music and also wanting to shepherd. Um, So you have helped with games. You've done some speaking with our student ministry as well. But talk about some of the ways that you've seen shepherding, um, caring for people, being real, maybe even discipling some guys that are a little bit younger than you, how has that made an impact in your life, uh, specifically this summer? Not just being the games guy, but some of the other stuff that's yeah. around that. Uh, yeah,
3: so me, Luke, and Joe have been given the opportunity to kind of be in charge of the youth. So we plan everything, we get everything figured out and stuff. Um, but for me, in my own life, like I've had certain people come along me and like kind of disciple me. And to be able to do that with the younger kids and like the younger students, like that that means a lot. Like it meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And like when we get the chance to disciple and like lead others, like I feel like it really does impact somebody. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah. So people poured into you, yeah, and and now you're pouring into others as, right. as much as you can yeah. with the gifts, abilities, and the energies that you have. Yeah, I, I just love that idea of oh, yeah. not just not just getting full and, and soaking it in and maybe becoming sour with all that, but actually pouring that back out and constantly being a, a conduit, a discipleship conduit to, oh, yeah, to sure. other people as well. And you're going to keep doing that? I mean, you're going to oh, be a yeah? big-time senior yeah. with notches in your eyebrows and curly <laughs> hair and short shorts and all the rest of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to keep doing that this oh, year? Yeah. What's your hope for our youth group?
3: I... So I've kind of been thinking about, like, what, how do I want to lead? Yeah. Because I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be a senior, so I'm going to be the oldest guy in the room besides a couple other seniors. Yep. But I I really want to see, um, I feel like there's just, like, this, we're, we're so comfortable where we are hmm. in our youth, and I feel like we don't go out of our comfort zone and try new things and experiment and... I, uh for me, I personally want to be more of that, like, lead guy, like, okay, let's go. Like, I don't care if you don't want to come with me or not, but, like, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to go serve, mm-hmm. and just whoever wants to follow along, they can follow along, and I have to, yeah, I, yeah, I just want to be a servant and lead others by mm-hmm.
0: example, and... I, I love that. Lead others by example and, and follow when I need to. Yeah be a servant leader, that's huge. We've talked a lot about humility this summer, haven't we guys? And yeah, uh, yeah. uh, Isaac made a statement a couple minutes ago uh, down the hall here that said every, what was it? Every time I walk in this building. Yeah,
3: I, uh, so every time I walk into this church and like I go to work and stuff, I just feel like I, I don't belong. <laughs> and like it's, because everybody around here is just so godly and look like, they feel like, well, I think they got everything put together. And I'm over here, a seventeen-year-old going to (laughs) to this. Oh my goodness! I don't fit in. I don't know why I'm here, and yet for some reason, God has me here. Mm -hmm. So it's been a super humbling experience. Um,
0: Yeah. Very humbly. But, Colton, you you know not everybody around here has it put together. Oh, yeah. Right? Amen. Uh, <laughs> I'm
4: a clear witness to
0: that. In, yeah, including everybody around this yeah, table. Yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. No, I, I think in, I responded when Isaac said that, just as you said a couple minutes ago, you know, um, in my experience, God doesn't pick the people who think that they're, you know, God's gift to mankind. Instead, he often picks those who maybe do feel like Isaac does. And, and I've felt that way before, too. I mean, I think of the verse, you know, those who exalt themselves mm. will be humbled. Yeah. And those who uh, humble themselves yeah. will be exalted. You know, and that's been kind of my watchword. You know, I mean, I'm coming, <clears throat> coming off from being a public school teacher and in that role i was like a kingdom on myself you know i mean 29 i walk in the classroom there's a bunch of 12 year olds you know and so i was the leader um but what the internships kind of taught me is just the idea of you know don't think as highly of yourself as maybe you always do you know you still have lots to learn you still
0: have lots to grow in um so, yeah. Talk a little bit about how that happened this summer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there wasn't like a smash cold no, down. No, no, not at all, no. You had some aspirations, and yeah. uh, you ended up maybe doing some different things. That's right, yeah. Things that maybe weren't so appealing to <laughs> at the beginning.
4: Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I think of the verse, you know, those who are faithful in a little will be faithful in a lot. And that's kind of been my story this summer, honestly. Uh, so I'm doing seminary right now at Liberty University, and it's just sucked away my time, you know. Um, and I went to you before the classes started, and I'm like, Jason, I want to I wanna do more stuff. I want to be more involved. I want to be a help. And so you're like, okay, do these things. And then the seminary started, and I'm like, whoa, you know, <laughs> like, there's <is> way <laughs> too much stuff, you know. <laughs> um, but what God has taught me in his word and through this experience is, you know, it's okay to to admit that, that your self-sufficiency doesn't get the job done. And the big part in my life for the internship is I wanted to, you know, I, I I was sitting in with all these guys, you know, as Jason said, I'm almost his age, you know. Um, I don't know how truthful that is, but I am the oldest of the interns, you know, and I, you know, I've I've got a, you know, I went to college, I teach, I've taught for six years now. And all the the high schoolers and the college, you know, they were leading youth group and they were like planning events. Joe was teaching, Luke was doing music, Isaac was doing games, and I was doing the fifth grade Bible study. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. And I I, I went home to Rachel that night. And I was like, man, I just feel like I'm getting I'm getting passed over, you know. And really, what God was doing is that He was teaching me that, hey, you need to learn to be thankful for other people's ministries, oh, you know, okay. uh, and. I experienced that in the internship, like the first night when these guys did the youth group, yep. Joe came down and I, I kid you not, and I say this all the time, but he came down, he was like Moses, like his face was like radiant. He could just tell, <laughs> he was so like affirmed in what he's doing. And God was almost saying, he's like, you know, it's not all about you. Uh, it's about me. It's about my kingdom. It's about my ministry, you know? And so I think the biggest lesson I've learned in the internship so far, and in terms of humility is, you know, We can pile all kinds of ministry stuff on, you know, do all these different programs, but in the end, if we do it through our own self-sufficiency, then it's just dead in the water, Mm -hmm. you know? But God has to be in it. And if we're doing it for his Mm -hmm. motivations and for his kingdom, you know, then we're our hearts in the right place. You know, and that's what I had to learn that this summer.
0: So there's a, there's a couple of really good things there, Colton, that I don't want to miss. Number one is your your joy, your gratefulness, Thanksgiving, uh, really became centered on what God was doing through other people, yeah, and amen. the way that you saw these guys being fulfilled a lot of times and the opportunities that they had, you started to feel joy for them. Mm-hmm. And part of humility is realizing that you can't do everything on your own. That's right. Shouldn't do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. You not only need other people, which we do, but but you need the power of God. You need Amen. the Lord's strength, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been a huge lesson for us. And that's not just for people that are in ministry or mm-hmm. work at a church or whatever. That that's all of us that follow Jesus. We need to realize both of those things mm-hmm. and uh, in, incorporate that into our into our daily lives. Right. Amen. Now, listen. Th- this has not been a nine to five, eight to five kind of. Kind of summer for any of you guys, Isaac. I remember one of the first conversations we had after you started here, or maybe right before we started this whole adventure. The summer was, what's my daily schedule going to look like?
2: Oh, yeah. And uh,
0: <laughs> I was trying really hard not to laugh because I know the real, in a sense, there is no like regular routine when you work at a church like this and there's always something different because there's always different people and there's always different needs and there's always emergencies and things to plan for and ministry to 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 be hands-on with uh but what are some of the things that you did weekly and then what were some of the surprising things that came out of those uh experiences that you had every week joe what some surprising insights from things that god (laughs) allowed in your life this summer
1: Um, I was just thinking back to, um, my first internship last summer and like my first couple days, uh, at the church. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just be like reading so many books and like doing so much like practical ministry. And Jason's like, all right, go set up those tables. I was (laughs) like, what? Was it really like that? that? (laughs) Did I I say it like that? Probably. Probably.
4: (laughs) Go set up those tables.
1: (laughs) But that's one thing that I kind of just learned through a lot of this stuff is like ministry, isn't always doing that kind of teaching and learning, but it's serving others. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you had to say one thing that I do on a daily basis, it's serving others, whether that's meeting in a group of people and having profitable conversations or setting up tables or setting up for events. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, and that's taught me a lot of love for others is Ah. like when you're doing that kind of thing, it can be like, man, setting up tables again, (laughs) like real profitable intern over here, but Mm -hmm. like, who else is going to do that? Who else is going to love others enough to go and set up these events so that they can have a good time and have a profitable like learning experience? So yeah. that's one thing that God has just really shown me.
0: That's so good. I mean, if we, if we all understood that, if I understood that in my own life, the little things that are important to help more people to be more like Jesus, See, like mm-hmm. setting up tables, taking taking out trash. You know, you guys helped with that this last weekend at an event for us. Uh, handing out popsicles, doing a fifth and sixth grade Bible <laughs> yeah. study. You know, some of those things <laughs> that everybody else would say like wah, wah, you know, what I, I don't want to do that. I'm getting paid for this. Uh, those are those are the things that help make people more like Jesus. And and doing the little things, serving in that way, is what Jesus did, right? Yeah. So he paid attention to the people and the things that were not big celebrity-type things a lot of times. So, man, that's so great, Joe. I, I love that insight. Something surprising uh, that happened to you this summer, or just, just some kind of insight that you didn't expect to come? Oh, geez. Um,
2: I mean, obviously, going back to the funeral, like, God's like, you're going to go to this funeral today. And that was a really cool experience, just seeing how um, just people do things, pastor does things. Um, but... I'm just thinking probably a big insight that I've gotten is like with playing youth planning youth worship mm. and scheduling people and everyone wants to serve and just seeing like the importance of being prepared as the one who is planning everything um, you know like because like you think about the youth kids like they're coming to youth group and this could be the highlight of their week they're yeah. like dude I get to see my friends yeah. and I get to hopefully they're excited about hearing teaching you know but it's <laughs> like like, you have to be prepared. Like, mm-hmm. I want, I'm just, I'm just rambling. But, <laughs> like, I've just had the insight of, like, it is so important to do stuff early on and make yeah. sure you are just preparing for yourself and making sure that people know what they're doing. So, communicating with others. And so, it's been, like, really sweet to have youth group this summer so I can learn that in a less <clears throat> s-
0: tense environment, Sorry. serious environment right. I don't know that's yeah. that's what comes to my mind so this has been a little bit of a modified experience for you guys because of COVID you know we we didn't really know if this was going to actually be able to happen because when we started talking about this we weren't meeting together as a church on Sunday morning mm-hmm. we were doing all digital stuff we weren't having any big group meetings at all so we kind of were waiting to see what we would be able to do mm-hmm. and then we started meeting together at the beginning of June and so we said yeah yeah yeah, let's do this it was a little different than we originally thought but God let's say he knew yeah. right <laughs> he, he knew yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew okay. what this was gonna <laughs> so be how uh, so how. and uh, of course he did and God has given us the experience that um, that each of us needed. Mm-hmm. Now, Isaac, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, your dad is on staff here. Yes. You've never gone consistently to another church. You know, you were right. born here, grew up here, and you've seen your parents serve, you know, give, the, give their lives to the Lord in this place and, and for these people. But you were talking a little bit ago about how how much energy this takes and how tiring oh, right. it is and how, how hard it is and you've seen that up close and personal but yeah. this summer how did you see that even even in your own life the the difficulty of ministry it's not convenient
3: yeah. oh mm-hmm. yeah i i've really realized how much you have to love people and mm-hmm. cuz you're around people constantly 24/7 you're dealing with people people's problems their ideas oh i don't have this idea oh wait we got to think about this 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 and so um I mean even talking about like my dad like he would come home and like oh my brain's fried. <laughs> and I'm
0: like what is, what do you even do like what's having your brain fried. Isaac's dad, Abe Miller is our yes. administrative <laughs> pastor. And so fried <clears throat> brain is like part of the job. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah
3: so right. he'd come home and like man what is it? And then but then doing this it's a lot of work, planning, mm. sending emails, dealing with people. Um, yeah, it's just showing me how much you have to love people. Um,
0: but yeah. It's really a powerful statement, it's, it's showing you how much you have to love people. Mm. Uh, man, that's at the heart of it, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that's like, our, that's like our middle name, more people, more like Jesus. It has to be about loving people, which doesn't always mean patting them on the back, sometimes it means challenging them, which you guys have been challenged and you've had to challenge mm-hmm. others this summer too, but uh, that's part of love, isn't it? Yep. Loving sure. people and showing them that example of jesus uh man i love that colton what, what have you learned this summer about pouring that energy out loving people you're it doesn't seem like it sometimes but you're more of an introverted guy yeah. by, i surprised a lot of people but i am yeah I am, um, <clears throat>
4: I'm what you call an outgoing introvert, yeah. you know, I mean, I can hang with the, the best of them, you know, and, and people probably at the church probably watch me do all the kids worship and stuff like that. And that was a very humbling experience. But <laughs> regardless, no, I, I get my energy from being by myself uh-huh. and by having my own time. I mean, uh, you just ask Rachel, my wife, and, and you can definitely find that out. But I think it, it absolutely goes with what Isaac was saying. Um as I was been doing ministry this summer and and been trying to do it even before then, it really comes down to your motivations, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And in ministry, I think the reason it's so exhausting is because it's so easy in my own life right now, doing seminary, doing the internship. It's so easy just to put so many things on our plate, ministry things, good things, God honoring, kingdom honoring things. But I think you have to, constantly, almost daily in my case, check your motivations, you know, because, oh, yeah. I, and we've had this conversation a lot it, with my own walk, as I shared earlier, um, you know, if, if you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else, you know, and that, that always resonated with me after you said that, because it's true, you know, and I think God's not calling us, you know, he gave us all individual spiritual gifts. We're not called to be the jack of all trades where we just do everything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, Luke can play guitar much better than I can, and yeah. sing, and yeah. basically do everything else better in terms of music than I can. But but the idea is, you know, like we need one another to yeah. do to, to to do ministry. But I think the biggest thing for me is, yeah, just the the motivation. You know, like, am I just doing ministry to do ministry, or am I doing it because, as Isaac said, I genuinely love people. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, I found in my life during the summer that. Often the reason I had to say no to, to some ministry opportunities is because I was doing it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me,' it's, it's learning to uh, pour myself into a situation where I'm going to give the most beneficial effect to
0: God's kingdom. <laughs> yeah, you, you bring up a really, really important thing here, Colton. W- one of the things we've worked with you guys on and, and even in, our, in my own life, I've thought really hard on this and need to continue to work on this is the difference between competency, being really good at doing something, and character, mm-hmm. which is the motivation, it's the heart, it's the energy behind That's what right. we're doing. Uh, I, I want us, I want all of us, to be people of worship that do things in a, in a surrendered kind of way, a yielded sort of way, right. and do it the best that we possibly can, but do it out of character. Not just be good at doing something, mm-hmm. but do it for the right reasons, which is for the right person, which is which is the Lord. Yeah. So you can be really good at something and not do it for the right reason. We, in our church ministry, in our lives really, have to be very, very careful with that, don't we? Mm-hmm. We, we can get very good at running games. We can get good at, at speaking at gospel-centered recovery. Mm-hmm. We can get good at clicking the strings up on the on the, uh, on the stage. We can get good at putting together messages for the youth group. But if we don't have hearts of character, if we're not mm-hmm. men of character, all those competency things fall apart, right? Mm-hmm. It's just right, a right. clanging gong, a noisy symbol. Yeah, if we don't have love, if we don't have that character behind it, you can do something really well, and it doesn't ultimately last for eternity. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would you say, maybe Joe, you've done this now two summers, what would you say to somebody that's saying, hey, I... I think maybe God could be calling me into some kind of vocational ministry one day. Where do I start? What do I do? What are some of the questions I need to ask? They come to you and ask that.
1: Yeah, I would say um, I would say first, before you do anything, pray about it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You gotta be praying and you gotta be in the Word because <clears throat> you can get affirmation from other people, but mm-hmm. the most important affirmation is from God. Amen. Yeah. And if That's He's good. not in it, then. I don't think you're meant to be in ministry. You might be in ministry at your church, but you might not be vocational ministry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first step is just to get involved. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to be seeking those opportunities, and when you pray for those opportunities, God will provide them. Yep. And so um, I think that you could, even before like you take a big internship step, like serve in children's ministry, serve in youth groups, serve in all these different aspects, and I think God will refine your heart for it through that um yeah i just think i think service is really important Mm -hmm. because i think you see all these guys on staff and you know that they're like doing all these great things but at the heart of all of it it's service Mm -hmm. and so
0: so that goes back to the character the motivation thing again right you can do something really well but for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. i love that you started with prayer that's huge joe Pray, seek God's counsel first, the Word of God. If your mom is the only one that thinks that you should do something, it's probably not a great reason to jump into it, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then serve where you're at. So get involved in serving. If you're above serving the fifth and sixth graders or setting up chairs, you're probably not on the track <laughs> to be right, in yeah. full time ministry one day, right? That's That's right? Because it has to be about serving. Great, great, great. Isaac, what's um what's God affirmed or confirmed or what hasn't He made clear in your life this summer, and then I'm going to ask Colton, Mm -hmm. uh, Luke, and Joe the same question. Um, So going into the internship, I really, I
3: had this desire for missions and I want to pursue missions, Um, but just through the internship and meetings and all that, I haven't really felt like God has necessarily called me, or like to a specific kind of ministry because i remember talking to john numbers and he was like don't focus so much on the where but the what uh, like what are you going to be doing if you want to go oversee it i'm like i have no idea <laughs> and, I, and i still have no idea what that is yet but i am open to whatever and i have open hands to god saying like i don't know what that is yet um but i'm willing to be patient and let him work through others to speak to me <laughs> and work through myself and i'm, I'm okay with whatever um,
0: that's really important and and i think we may have this um this this picture of calling or of an internship or leadership development or something that says you know at the end of this Mm man-made time period we are expecting god to have this Uh, one-page summary of what he's going to tell us to do in the future at this certain time and what that's going to look like and who we're going to marry and how many kids we're going to have and (laughs) And john's question to you or his challenge to you not don't focus so much on the specifics of the where but focus on the what Mm -hmm. god is calling me to do which is just taking one step at a time that's obedience it's those little steps that lead to really big life changes Mm -hmm. and i love that because you're you know, you still have a year of high school. You've got a you've got a big future in front of you. You've got some challenges upcoming in your senior year, and you have the opportunity to take those little steps yeah. uh, that could one day lead to some really important things. And that one day could be tomorrow, or that's could right, be yeah. next month, or it could be ten years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: right. Really cool. Somebody else. Yeah, I would say um, last summer God kind of revealed to me like pastoral ministry, and but as I've Thinking about going to Louisville and doing uh, ministry in a different form somewhere else, um, pastoral ministry might not always look like it does at Saylorville. Yes, and great so point. just having that idea of um, that ministry is what it looks like at Saylorville, but it could be completely different somewhere else. Uh-huh. So, not nailing down like I want to do pastoral ministry exactly like this. And this is exactly the way I have to do it. But God has given me these gifts, and he's going to use them in some form. Mm-hmm. And so God has just really shown me, like, I can't look too far in the future because I have no idea where I'm headed. And I can't make like decisions like um, about like where I want to go yet. And he's really just showing me, like, he's going to reveal to me the next step.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that next step will take me where he wants to lead me. But He, I don't know where that is yet. He does, but I don't. And so just following that next step in obedience and just learning from that. So,
0: That's so good. And that takes trust, right? Yeah, Proverbs for sure. three. Yeah. Trust in yeah. the Lord with all your heart. He will direct your paths. Yeah. That's so good, Joe. Yeah. Appreciate that. Mm. Luke, how about you? Yeah, this internship has been like, <clears throat> yeah,
2: just so, so affirming to me because like you said, like there's, there seems to be a lot of pressure, especially when you're around other people, like for me at school people are all like looking towards like going into ministry and it's like there's that pressure of like, Oh, this is when I was called. When were you, when did you feel called? And it's like, okay, it's, like really? Like, are you just making up a day at that point? And like, but this summer has just been like exactly what I needed. And God knew mm-hmm. exactly what we needed. We needed coronavirus so we could have a youth group in the summer. That's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> just super right. cool to look man. back at that and so this summer has been so, so just affirming to me that God has equipped me and He Yeah, this is this is where I feel like I'm I'm supposed to be. And it's man. it's just been super sweet to me. But it's also been like God's revealed to me where my weaknesses are. Like, yeah. Colton, you talk about rejoicing in people's, in other people's gain. Mm-hmm. And, like, recently God's just revealed to me that I am so bad at that. Mm-hmm.
4: Join the club, brother. Dude, <laughs> like, oh, it's like, how
2: selfish am I? Lord, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm, i yeah, like, I'm so bad at reciprocating that same feeling to others. and it's, mm-hmm. But it's, like, stuff like that. Man. I'm, like, so thankful to be around Amen. the church staff that's vulnerable and, mm-hmm all different strengths so i'm like wow like forgive me lord help me to grow in that area that they're strong in Mm -hmm.
0: so it's yeah it's been super sweet for me to be here so something that i'm hearing that we've talked about a little bit here and there is this idea of of serving together of going through life together Mm -hmm. you know we talk about that here at sailorville we're we're better together Mm -hmm. and so i hear you talk to colton like that and colton you've talked to these guys about that and and i've learned from you and we've you know, we came into the summer not really knowing what this little community was going to look like. The four of you guys and and our staff sort of uh, combining here together, but we've we've done life in community in many ways, haven't we? And uh, God has really been at the center of that. That at least that'd be my hope for us um, this past summer, and that's been the best way to learn. Really have grown together in community, haven't we? Mm-hmm. that has been great, mm-hmm. Colton. Uh, How's God affirmed, confirmed, maybe changed direction a little bit as a second career kind of guy? Yeah, that's a really good question.
4: I I think the first thing I'd say as an aside, because I said this a couple minutes ago prior to this podcast, but uh, just yesterday when Luke was up there, uh, you know, just worshiping the Lord, you know, I got my hands up. I was just like all into it. But then right after Luke came uh, Trevor Mears, who also has kind of been throughout the the leadership pipeline. I think... I'm just rejoicing that, that, that we serve in a church that is taking Ephesians 4 seriously. The idea of like, okay, it's not just going to be the pastors and the ministers up on a pedestal, but they're actually equipping the saints to do the ministry. I mean, again, yesterday, like, like the lead pastor wasn't the one who gave the message. The lead worship was, was an intern, you know? Praise the Lord for that, you know? Um, that's really cool because ultimately, like, that's where the church is heading is this new generation. So, yeah, I, and I, I love affirming Luke because, again, I saw that in him. I just had to say that because was, that was incredible for me yesterday. But I think for me, I look back to what I talked to Pastor Pat and said, how do I get into ministry, you know? And at that point, the reason I wanted to be in ministry is because, uh, you know, I had been teaching for five years up to that point, And I was starting to kind of maybe see grass a little greener on the other side. Uh-huh. But also, I just want to be up front. Oh, you know, I want to be the guy delivering the message and because I thought I was gifted in it and stuff. And it's ironic as I started this summer, uh, God had me in uh, 2 Samuel, which is, of course, about David, you know. And if you look at King David, I mean, he's a man after God's own heart, but he starts as a shepherd. You know what I mean? And like he, he doesn't he's the runt of the litter. Like he's not even the lineup for who's yep. going to be the anointed king. And I think in my own life, how I've been affirmed is when I go up and I, I preach at GCR or something like that, like that's my cozy spot because I've done it for six years. You know, I, I have still a lot to learn in my you know, exegesis, understanding the Bible, delivering it well, but I feel comfortable there and I feel like I'm good at it. But I found that at GCR, after I delivered and I, I love GCR, that is a cherished ministry in my heart. But after I delivered that message, I actually liked being in the small group with the people that heard it more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, again, that goes to the motivation of my heart. The, the Lord is almost teaching me, like, you know, it's not about you being up front. You know, you're just delivering my word to them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's about you delivering my word to them. And then you're not just called to teach them, but you're called to shepherd them, too. Yeah. You know, um, I was reading a book lately that said uh, nowadays in the church, often the shepherd uses the sheep to just get higher up in the totem pole. Mm-hmm. That's not the Christ model. You know, the Christ model is you're to serve the sheep, you know. And so I think like what Luke said, like, you know, God's been doing open heart surgery on my heart and just being like, you know, if you want to serve me, you got to serve others. And you have to do it for the right motivations, you know, and that's been hard. <laughs> it's been really hard for me, you know, um, but it's been really good. You know, I'm just praising the Lord for that. So,
0: yeah, I we're blessed to be in in this church. Amen. It's, it's challenging. It's right. draining. It's uh It's encouraging Mm -hmm. and there's a ton of joy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and part of that joy comes from guys like you being able to pour into you and then watch you, like we talked about, pour into others. Mm-hmm. It's the Paul and Timothy and the faithful men and the other faithful men yeah. uh, kind of model, the Second Timothy 2-2 stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We, wa- we want to continue that kind of thing, and we mm-hmm. don't want you guys to stop that either, even though your summer internships in the next few days are kind of coming to a close. Ministry doesn't end for you, mm-hmm. right? We get that. Mm-hmm. Y- you're not going to get a paycheck from us, okay? You know that, right? <laughs> Oh <laughs> we do pay these guys by kidding. the way. It's not just lunches every once in a while. we, do <laughs> we just gotta kind of talk about motivation <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's your heart, really <laughs> Is it about the money no But ministry serving worship doesn't end. Community doing life together doesn't end. And so you guys are going to take what's happened in this summer and before this summer and uh, just launch into the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we pray that God continues to do great and mighty things in you and in the lives of people around you. And maybe even here at Sailorville in the long term, we would just absolutely love that. Yeah. Guys, you've been, you've been awesome. And to our church family that's been a part of this, I know there's others maybe watching this here and there, but uh, you folks have been amazing as well. I, I'm hoping that you've had the opportunity to get to know some of these guys or even all of them here and there. And if you haven't, maybe this podcast has kind of brought up some questions or some comments or even some encouragements or challenges mm-hmm. that you'd have for one or more of these guys or even for our staff here at Sailorville, So please don't hesitate to, to grab one of them, encourage them, let them know that you're praying for them if you are, and keep track of them in the future because I think God's got some some really exciting things uh, for these guys and other men and women that are part of this leadership development process. So thanks guys, and thank you to you for uh, for watching. As always, let us know if you have any questions, comments, and uh, we'd love to get back to you in that. Thank you so much.
4: Yeah, thank you. Yeah.